Good afternoon. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 here to react to the buzz that Kayla DeBoer is going to be the next coach at Alabama. Uh, of course, Alabama, Nick Saban has retired not long ago. You figured Alabama wouldn't be too far behind on, on making a hire and, and nothing official as we're doing this. Uh, but the buzz is that Kayla DeBoer is in negotiations to be the next coach at Washington. Uh, Chris Lowe tweets, Kalen DeBoer isn't going to come cheap for Alabama. He has a $12 million buyout. Well, <laughs> define cheap anymore. Uh, after Texas A&M spent many times over that to get rid of Jimbo Fisher, uh, what, what was cheap yesterday, <laughs> maybe may viewed differently today. But anyway, let's talk about the hire itself. If that is indeed what happens, I think that'd be terrific. You look at what he did at Washington this year, and, and Washington has had a good football history and tradition, more probably in the past than in the present. Uh, but 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 it's been good. Um, and that was a program that hasn't been nationally relevant in, in a while was back in the college football playoff, thought I had a shot to beat Michigan. Michael Penix just didn't have a, his best game of the year. Uh, that's an understatement. And, and they got beat. But you look at what they did. He built that team through the transfer portal with the quarterback, a running back, had the best offensive line in the country, according to some, had some receivers. They played an exciting brand of football. And he's not the, the biggest name in the world. He's not been on this stage for very long, but you know what Caleb DeVore is? He's a winner. 104 and 12 as a head coach. Two years at Washington, two years at Fresno State. So I get a lot of that came at other places, but if you watched, he's, if you watch his team's play, uh, you, you liked what you saw. He turned that program around quickly. Um, does he have ties to Alabama in the South? Uh, n nothing obvious when I look at his Wikipedia page. He's from South Dakota. Uh, but guess what? And, and maybe Auburn fans will disagree after what they went through a couple of years ago. Usually if you can coach, you can coach. And if you can recruit that kind of talent and rebuild Washington that quickly, you, you can do it at Alabama, I would think. Now, look, Alabama, different animal. Comes with a lot of stuff that you don't have to deal with at Washington. Now, Alabama comes with things you don't have to deal with anywhere. But the guy can coach. He can coach offense. You look at what he did a year ago at Washington. You look at what he did with Michael Penix getting the best football out of him. You look at how he found and built an offensive line. If you don't have an offensive line, you're kind of screwed. Ask Alabama about that last year. They got a long way with an offensive line that was way below Nick Saban's standards. You get that in a quarterback and a couple of dudes who can go get it, which you can get at Alabama, you can win. Caleb Boer is a good football coach. Did wonders at Washington. Um, you know, I think if you play Michigan again, they, they win that game a couple of times. I thought they would. Didn't happen. Again, Michael Penix Jr. didn't have his best night. But Caleb Boer's a winner. If this thing in, ends up going through, I like to hire. He is 48 years old, so old enough to know football 
to to have lived and done some things, but not too old. So he'll be, what, 24 years younger than Nick Saban? I keep going back, 104-12 and 12 is a really impressive coaching record. Three NAI championships, one Pac-12 title, one national runner-up finish. This is the hire. I really like it. I think Blaine Gilmer's going to join me in a minute. I hope he is. Um, but anyway, send us your comments, your questions, your reactions. We'll talk about it as we go live here. It is Friday afternoon, and the internet is ablaze with reports that Kalen DeBoer is going to be the next head coach at Alabama. This video is sponsored by our friends at Bet Online with NFL playoffs right around the corner. The NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with up to the minute. Odds, news, and scores with additional odds, lines, trends, info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today, get in on the action, see the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You kind of figured if you're Alabama, this wasn't going to take too long. I think we'd known for a couple years that it was going to come to an end at some time for Nick Saban. We just didn't know when and where. Uh, you go back and rewind the season. Did Nick Saban maybe leave us some hints that he was stepping down? Maybe he did. And, and you would think that he gave Greg Byrne a pretty good heads up on what was coming. Uh, and, and Greg Byrne, I was talking to someone who knows that athletic department pretty well. And I thought this was kind of interesting. He said, Greg Byrne is a guy that, that sort of interviews guys without them knowing. So what's that mean? Greg Byrne's a guy that does a lot of networking, coaching conventions, things like that, just meets people. And this probably happened with Nate Oates, if you go back and think about it, because Nate Oates had beaten Arizona, I believe, when Greg Byrne was the athletic director at Arizona in the NCAA tournament. So I'm presuming at some point, he had some interaction with Nate Oates. Nate Oates ends up getting hired as Alabama's basketball coach a couple years back when I don't think that name was on most folks' radar. And I think that motto was a place a lot of people thought Alabama was going. Greg Burney, if you remember that statement he put out that night, basically said, hey, look, whatever you hear in the public narrative, don't believe it. And it was almost like he was kind of shoving it in everybody's face. I don't know if he meant it that way. But it was more or less, um, hey, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And all you guys out there guessing are probably going to be wrong. Where did we all go first, Blaine? We thought it would be either Dan Lanning, which made a lot of sense. We thought it might be Lane Kiffin, which made some sense in some, some ways, but not in others. And Piers Alabama is going to hire a, a guy that has, A, had coaching success, and B, is probably a lot more buttoned up than Lane Kiffin. And Kalen DeBoer, and I want to get your impressions of it. I think if that's the hire, I think it's a good one. Yeah, I think uh, I would give it like a B plus if I was if I was grading it. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's a good solid hire, and I I really don't think it 
quite frankly, with what Saban has been telling us over the last couple of days, how he's going to have an office in Brian Denny mm-hmm. Stadium and he's going to be around. I don't know how much this first hire, like you just had to have somebody who, uh, as Alan Jackson famously said one time, just keep it in between the buoys. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. who's not going to get this thing off the rails. He, listen, if he's the, the biggest appeal, I think, to Kellen DeBoer is that I think he's going to be able to bring a majority of his staff with him from Washington. And they did, they've done a really good job um, in that. People forget Ryan Grubb was the first guy that Nick Saban targeted to be his offensive coordinator last year before he ended up hiring Tommy Reese. And, you know, Ryan Grubb flew all the way down to Tuscaloosa and ended up turning Nick Saban and Alabama down to stay with Kalen DeBoer. So, you know, that probably influenced Saban has had his hand in this coaching search as well. And he was, um, I, I guarantee you that, that Ryan Grubb and the potential of Kalen DeBoer bringing Grubb with him and what they did offensively with Michael Penix and all that this year. I think, you know, I think that had a big deal to do with this, but I think that as good of a coach as Kellen DeBoer is, he's only been a head coach at the FBS level for four years. Um, And I think he's still got some stuff to prove, especially a guy who's never been in the SEC footprint before. People want to say, well, Nick Saban was – from West Virginia, he wasn't from a, a state, and but guess what? He had coached and won a national title at LSU, uh, so he yeah. knew the SEC dynamics. And we, I don't think it's fair at all for those either that want to say, "Hey, compare him to Brian Harson or some." Yeah. yeah, that's that's not fair. Okay, that's not a fair comparison. But there is an element to knowing the relationships inside the state. Now, however, this isn't. 15 years ago where you had to be good, good friends with the high school coaches in the state and stuff like that, because now it's national recruiting. It's all over the place. NIL go look at the conversation we just had with Walker Jones of the Grove collective here on the channel. I mean, NIL and the transfer portal and things like that have changed tremendously. Now the biggest thing that Kellen DeBoer is going to have to do, should this go through and he end up officially being the coach and things like that, then, he's going to have to just jump right away on recruiting that current roster there at Alabama. And the question is how many of those guys, can you imagine what the difference is going to be like? Even, I don't know too much about DeBoer's personality, except he's not a guy who wavers high or low too much, but can you imagine the difference in the, just the aura and the feel of meeting as a player with Nick Saban versus meeting with Kalen DeBoer, it's probably going to be a little bit yeah. different there. And and I wonder how that first impression is going to go with a lot of those guys. Well, he, well he's a little more low key buttoned down, maybe not the self promoter. Nick Saban, you know, had that famous line about I'm, I'm not on Twitter. I don't know why anybody would, would ever be on Twitter. Um, and, and that's what I was always thinking. If, if they hire Lane Kiffin, that's a pretty abrupt shift. Now it all miss the guy. It's I'm getting off course, but I'm going to return to it. It all miss. I think they just said, hey, screw it. <laughs> we're not winning a lot of games. Let, let's let this guy do what we're going to do. I always question how would that work for Lane Kiffin at Alabama. It's a different situation. And would Lane Kiffin be able to adapt to that? Um, I, I think with Kalen DeBoer, it, it just seems to me like, look, nobody's nobody's Nick Saban, right? But in terms of the temperament, the personality, uh, the, the need not to be a self-promoter, it's more along those lines. It just – just a guy who was out there to be a football coach. Not not that Saban didn't do a lot of stuff and speaking and things like that. I get that. That's different. But in terms of the the on-field persona, it feels 
a lot more similar than, than it might have been with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be more of the same personality type and things of that nature. However, there's uh, I'm just I'm just intrigued to see how one, like I said, these this 30 day period that the Alabama players have in, to now enter the portal if they should desire. That's going to really tell the tale, I think, for the first year of success for Kellen DeBoer because he can't do a whole lot more in that second portal window, maybe add one or two pieces, but nothing that's really going to change your your overall roster. And then the biggest question is, how well does Jalen Milrow fit into what Kellen DeBoer likes to do? And at first glance, not very well. Okay, because Penix is not a not Penix was not a just big time runner or anything no. like that. He was a pocket presence, uh, deliver the ball with confidence down the field type guy. Now I know Milro throws the deep ball well, as did Michael Penix, but Michael Penix, uh, you know, except in that Michigan game, because I think that had a lot more to do with Michigan's defense. Uh, was very accurate in the intermediate to short passing game, really, you know, was able to put the ball in positions for those three talented wide receivers that he had to make plays year, just just game in and game out uh, and, and be able to make runs after the catch. That's not Jalen Monroe's strength. Now, am I saying that, that DeBoer and Ryan Grubb can't change a little bit of their style to fit their players? All the good coaches change yeah. their system to fit the players. But I don't know that he's like – does this make Jalen Miro think? Okay, should do I need to? Do I, is this the system for me? Do I need to look to go somewhere else? Something like that. I mean, who knows what happens there? Because uh, it'll be real interesting to see how that first meeting goes between those two. Yeah, I want to hit on the quarterback issue for just a minute, and I'm going to see if you agree because you you did bring up some things I was thinking about. Michael Penix Jr. is not the same type of player as Jalen Milrow. There were a lot of questions where Milrow would could even be the guy before the season. I mean. God knows we went through them on the channel here and even during the season. But look, listening to Kalen DeBoer speak about Michael Penix and recruiting him, like, this is our guy. And when you're at Washington, you do – like not that Washington hasn't historically, historically gotten talent because that's a historically good program. Don James won a national title there back a few decades ago. But you, you don't – it's, it's not the talent magnet that Alabama has been. And now, how much of that was Nick Saban? It was a lot of it. But Alabama never heard, never heard for recruiting at the same time. Um, so here's, here's what I'm getting at. When you're at a place like Washington, and not to – I don't mean to belittle the program because I'm not. It's, it's, again, it's, it's a proud program that's had a lot of success. But you were more married to a guy and getting a guy like Michael Penix. And – and building it around him and making it work. When you're Alabama, you're not married to a guy. You're Alabama. You know, when when, when they when they lose Tua, it's next man up. Look at our friend Donovan here. <laughs> I should have known Donovan would, would pop in. Donovan says that Hugh Freeze is getting ready to wipe the floor with Caleb DeBoer and recruiting. Well, hey, Caleb, Caleb DeBoer was pretty successful in the portal. He was in the portal, but high school recruiting – 20, I, I believe they were outside the top 50 the year he was taken over because they were very bad, the team he was taking over. And then he got up to 27th, and he was 30th this past year. So a far – if if <laughs> you're going to a place at Alabama where if you are not solidly inside the top five, 
then the rapture may be coming. Okay, in terms of what the, what Alabama fans believe in in the uh, in recruiting world. So that I think is the biggest test that he has to pass. And listen, you got to just give him a chance. If that's the you got to give him an opportunity to go out there and, and see. So we'll we'll see um, what happens in terms of all that. I I'm just telling you uh, what was the what was the date? It was so this was two days ago. It was on the tenth. So from now until February 10th, when the, those Alabama players, that's the last day they'll have to, you know, get into the portal the 9th or the 10th of, of February, the guys currently on the roster, that is the biggest deal here, Chris, that you can throw everything else out the window because it doesn't matter how good of a coach uh, Kalen DeBoer is and Ryan Grubb and all these people and whoever he, uh, hires as his defensive coordinator unless they're able to retain the large majority of that roster. Okay. Because if in one year, if, if, if those guys get in there and for some reason it doesn't mix and they don't like, they don't like Kellen DeBoer or something like that. And they jump in the portal, then it could be bad. Okay. But if they retain everybody, but a few of those guys, and then they go out and sprinkle in a couple others that, uh, that bring in, then you, you, you could look at just, you know, Business as usual for Alabama with just a different guy at the helm and Saban still kind of uh, the question is, does Saban get a headset in that uh, in that in that office that he has? Is he going to be listening in like a like a NASCAR, uh, you know, crew chief or something like that? Maybe they give him Jim Harbaugh film Jim. duties. Yeah, he, he, no doubt. No doubt. He'll be over there. He'll be over there, you know, yelling at him. He's like, he's like, why are we not in this? He comes in, but whoa, can you, can you, can you think of, okay, let's fast forward to Georgia is at Tuscaloosa next year and Georgia's up by three at halftime. And, you know, they've given up a couple of touchdowns and all of a sudden Saban shows up in the locker room. It's like, why are we not nickel right now? Why are we not doing this with the money and the sand? And all that? Uh, I don't, I don't think Nick Saban is still former. I really don't. I think you'll have enough respect for the next guy, but it but it was odd to see that he will be a presence on that campus. Some coaches kind of do their predecessor or, or successor a favor and and just kind of get away. That that's that's an interesting way to do it. But look, the, the chat is blowing up over this is a bad idea. I don't get it. I really don't. Um. Okay, I lean more. You you're you're happy. What what were the what were the what were the alternatives? Okay. Um, landing wasn't, wasn't happening. I, I've already I given you why, why to me, I, I don't know that I would have gone with Kiffin, although I can see why. I mean, D Dabo Sweeney, the corpse of Bear Bryant. What, what was your better alternative? I would have, I would have taken a hundred million dollars and, and made D'Amico Ryan say no to me. I would have went over to D'Amico Ryan's in the NFL and said, Hey, Ooh. You are going to have to say no because look what that meant. One, he played, he played at Alabama. Two, and look what he's done at the NFL level, you know, with a rookie quarterback in year one and stuff like that. You talk about being able to get people excited, be able to recruit the area. I think, man, that would have been that would have been a great, a great option. Um, I would have tried to go out and I would have tried to go out maybe harder after a Mike Norvell or, or some of that. Um, but I don't know. I guess DeBoer, Mike Norvell, same, same, same. Dan Lennon was the guy who yeah, was I thought sense. was the home run. 
Dan Lennon was the guy with the home run, but I, I didn't – I don't see anything else. Okay, you, you say that, but Dan Lennon's been a head coach, what, two years? That's that's happened yeah. as long as Kalen DeBoer. How, how long has D'Amico Ryan's been head coach? Um, I mean, this is his first year. His first year in the NFL. But, but I'm, what I'm saying is do, how much do people respect that versus – I don't know that – I don't know. Listen, I put out a tweet. I said it takes – here's what it took, in my opinion. It took a guy who was from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that had never been in SEC territory to think, yep, this is a good idea to follow Nick Saban because the rest of those guys, uh, Sarkeesian and Lanning, who had been in SEC territory with Georgia, and then um, and then Mike Norvell, who's uh, in in the you know Florida in SEC country, even though he's at Florida State. Uh, I think they all said, you know what? I, I've seen that guy really close operate. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to be the guy to follow that. So, so, so you just does. you just think hiring a non SEC guy, you, you're nothing against Kalen DeBoer. That that wouldn't have been your move for that reason only. That's just my hesitation with it because I think people can say, oh, well, he had success. He had success in the Pac-12, the now defunct Pac-12. Okay, uh, that that, and then he had success at, at Fresno. Listen, I know that a good coaching is good coaching, but I, I got to see it when when he's in charge of the Death Star that is Alabama football now. Um, and can you can you keep that kind of same thing going? So, you know, he's he's had a great run. He beat he beat Texas. He beat Oregon twice. Um, but you know, he had a very very uh, old team there. At, at Washington, so that does speak to, hey, can he be able to retain those rosters and that can he be able to recruit at a level high enough and then develop the players? Because I don't know if he's going to develop. I don't know if he's going to recruit at the same level that Nick Saban well, nobody and, and is. Company. Nobody ever has. No, but, well, that's not true. That's not true. At Alabama, maybe not, but it, but that's not true. If you go look uh, how, how, you know, there's a guy that worked with Nick Saban Named Kirby Smart, who's recruited every bit as good as okay, Alabama. okay for 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 fifteen years in a row. Nobody ever recruited like that. Of course, not not many coaches stay fifteen years. Well, like, you're you're, you're not it, wrong. Kirby's done it for eight. That's pretty impressive. Okay. I mean, they've been in the top five every single year that Kirby's been the head coach at Georgia. Okay, but but if your criticism is okay, he's not an SEC guy. Hasn't coached in the SEC. How many how many years did Nick Saban coach in the SEC before he went to LSU? Well, he coached at he coached at Michigan State and totally rebuilt that program more than two years. He he was Taylor DeBoer coached career. at Washington and completely rebuilt that for, program for two years. The true measure of greatness is consistency, and and don't give me two years as consistency. That's not that's not it. You got to prove to me over a greater period of time. I think you know you could have gotten a guy who got hot for two a two year period, flash in the pan type deal. I, I'm just I just don't – I'm not saying it's a bad hire. I'm just not saying this is this is a home run. This is the best they could have done. I don't think it's the best they could have done. I think they sell, settled a little bit. I think it's a B-plus is what I'd give it. It's not quite an A for me. There's, there's no guarantees. We've seen guys that everybody thought were, were great hires. Look at, look at Texas. Look at Southern Cal. Look at Ohio State. They've all missed with guys in our lifetime that, that everybody thought were, were the answer. There, there is no guarantee – there's nobody that you can compare to Nick Saban other than maybe Kirby Smart. And Kirby Smart is not leaving Georgia to go to Alabama. 
I think yeah, Dane so- Lanning, Dane Lanning is the guy I would have targeted first. You didn't get him. I think this is you, – you, you, there aren't guys out there that check all those boxes, Blaine. There just aren't. If you could say, let's go find a guy that's been a successful head coach in the SEC for for 15 years and he's had Alabama ties and we know he can recruit and all the things that, that Nick Saban did. I'm not saying – you're, you're – okay, I'm I'm saying more than two, okay, okay. more than two because I don't count Fresno State. I don't. I'm sorry. I who cares about okay. Fresno, State? Fresno State? Was also three and nine the year before he got there. Yeah, I mean, I'm that, just I went around in a hurry. I just, I just don't, I don't give a whole lot of credence to to Fresno State. You go look at at Saban and what he did was he was there, at, he was at a place for five years, he was at another place for five years, and then he took over Alabama. Like, you know, I'm just saying, uh, it's um, it's a deal where I think that it's okay. I don't think it's great, um, and and he has a chance to to make it be great because guess what he's he's a very good coach. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't know that this is something that Alabama fans are probably just jumping up and down and saying yes, this is this is exactly who we wanted. Um, I think they would have done that if it had been Dan Lanning, uh, even with the even with the only two years of experience, the the amount of time of being the coordinator at Georgia and then also being um, from the Saban coaching tree and having coached at Alabama as a graduate assistant underneath him. Heck, I think even some people would have been more more excited if he'd have went out and got Glenn Schumann because Glenn Schumann has been under 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 Nick Saban and Kirby Smart for a combined 13 years. So I'm just saying how people perception-wise. I'm not talking from an analytical standpoint. I'm talking from a fan perspective standpoint. Okay, you and I just fundamentally disagree on this, and that's fine. Uh, neither of us are going to know who's right for a few years. Um, this is why we do these things. Uh, this this fine gentleman in the the comments has made it made a nice point for me. But uh, okay, g- give me give me your list of criteria. Spell it out. I mean, we we kid around, we have fun, we needle each other. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or, or be dishonest about what you're saying. But but give me your list of things that you would say. These are the three or four things that you have to have, and then let's go and find out how many guys check off all those boxes because there's just not that many. You have to be able to raise money. Okay. First and foremost, you're a you're you're a you're a CEO of a business. I don't know what Washington's financial situation uh, is like, but I know that Dan Lanning can can raise money. I know that's one uh, what he's doing at Oregon now. He's also got Nike money behind him, but he is charismatic. He he is able to be personal with people. I don't know much about Kevin DeBoer's uh personality in terms of being able to, you know, Nick Saban certainly could uh could go and talk to a crowd and they just start throwing money at him. Okay. Uh but then then so raise money that that has to be done in this hard point in time be able to be forward thinking in terms of the recruiting space and never be able to turn it off. Because if you're going to be at Alabama and you're going to live up to the standard of Alabama, you're literally with a, a guy like a Kirby smart and against a Steve Sarkeesian and gets all these guys that literally are recruiting 365 every single day. They're out there doing something that turns into a, a recruiting effort. Okay. Is that is that part of killing the boar's repertoire? I don't know. I don't know. And then the other thing is, 
is I think it would have been nice to have somebody that does have ties within the Southeast and does have a lot of ties within the, the Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, that kind of corridor of recruiting because it ultimately it helps. I mean, when you, when you come down to it and you got a kid that's deciding between two people and let's say the NIL money's equal, let's say that, um, you know, the, the, the play potential playing time is probably equal. Well, if that coach says, Hey, I know this guy, I've known him for 20 years, you know, ever since he was a GA at so-and-so and he's been around and been recruiting this high school for 15, 20 years. I think you ought to go, I think you ought to go with that guy. That 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 helps you out a lot of times. So I think those are the three criteria that I would have really looked to check off the list first. Okay, so so fundraising, forward thinking, and recruiting, and SEC ties. Not um, SEC ties, Southern ties in terms Southern, of okay the 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 states and the the high school coaches and things like that. So. Okay, uh, how many how many people do we know check all those boxes? And interesting, interestingly, head coaching experience was not on your list. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that today's time you go look at guys winning all the time. Don't have to, but I will say if you're not, if you don't have SEC, like I said, it been in the South, been in that footprint, then you better have done something for a long time at somewhere else because the the amount of scenarios and the amount of situations you're going to come up against. I don't know. We'll see if they're prepared for it or not. I think it's a B plus hire. I, that B plus is not a bad grade. I'm not saying it's, yeah. they, they failed. I'm just saying I'm not tickled pink about it. If I'm an Alabama fan right now. Well, look, the, the point I would make all kidding aside, what, whatever list you want to compose of, of criteria to coach to Alabama, there's probably not more than, than five guys alive that fit whatever that list is. And so it's Kent. How many of those guys can you get? Yeah. It, was, it was always I, going to be a short list through whatever criteria you filter through. Given that, I, I will I will take my chances with the guy that took to Washington to the championship game in year two, and and as a head coach is one hundred and four and twelve. And yes, I get some of that has not been at the FBS. I get it, but th- there are some things about being a head coach in terms of organization and leadership that are. That, that are universal, whether you're coaching an NI women's basketball team or an SEC team. Obviously, those are much different animals, but you you get what I'm saying. I, I just think that they were always going to be looking for, I don't know if a needle in the haystack is, is the right word, but. I, I, I told you a while back that I know it, it didn't fit personality-wise, but Lane Kiffin would have been. Okay, Ryan, Ryan says I have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay, let's rewind to Nick Saban in Alabama. And when he took the LSU job, Nick Saban had not done any of those things ever. Thank you. Case closed. What do you mean he not before he took the LSU job? I, but before Nick Saban took the LSU job, he was in Big Ten territory. What, he went to Kent State? He didn't have ties to the South. He figured it out. I think those things are essential, but those things but- are going to be learned. Through work. One thing, one thing that he did have in his background, he did have what four or five seasons as an NFL defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick in in his background as well between Toledo and Michigan State. So that that I think, like I said, the culmination of ties in the South, somebody maybe that had NFL experience, like 
those kind of things I think could have been. So, no, I agree with you. It's, you can't get somebody that's got everything, but I, I don't know how much, I don't know what criteria Kalen DeBoer meets other than, okay, he's had a, he's had some success at, at Fresno State and Washington. Okay, we that's, let's go back. Other Alabama hires, Mike Shula was the guy before. Well, I can go ahead and sum all this for you. I can sum okay. all this up. They were 165 and 91 between Bear Bryant, but between Bear, no, 165, 165 and 96, I believe, uh, between Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. Okay. It was a 67% winning percentage. So a far cry from what Saban, you know, has done and they're used to. But it's 67, Chris. How many teams would take a 67% win percentage that aren't Alabama? You know, a lot of teams would Most of in the them. country. But 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 Alabama wouldn't, you know. I, I don't know. I, I think – look, I love the SEC. I think the SEC is the best conference, that the passion, everything in the SEC put together cannot be rivaled. But I think we get into this mindset of <sighs> – and, and yes, to some extent it is different but because of all those other things and the microscope and all that and the ties. And I get that, but I think sometimes we fall in the trap of thinking these other guys don't play good football or good enough football and because they haven't been here and seen this, it's different. Sometimes it is, but if you're good enough, it's not. And Nick Saban is one of those guys that was good enough that it didn't matter. Is, is Caleb DeBoer that guy or Caleb DeBoer that guy? I don't know but I will take my chances on him with what I know. And I'm about to have to get off Chris here in just a second, but I do have that graphic. I'm going to share it right here. So record before record after Bryant and before saving from 1983 to 2006, they were 195 and 96, excuse me, 67.01 winning percentage. So, um, you know, and it is a fair point to say, Hey, every coach they hired in between Bryant and, Saban did have at least one 10 win season, I believe. Okay. But other than that, I mean, there were some six and six, some six and sevens, you know, some four and sevens. I mean, it was, it was up and down for Alabama from 83 to, to 2006. And then it totally changed after that. But yeah, I, I don't know. No, nobody is going to beat Nick, beat Nick Saban. No, they're not. No, Nobody's going be. to be. What you, you have to accept that if you're Alabama and say, okay, let's let's throw that out. We can live another thousand years and never see another Nick Saban. Yeah. Who can? Who do we have a reasonable chance to make it work with? To, to me, maybe maybe you could have gotten Dan Lanning, and that would have been better if you could have gotten him. Maybe I think Lane Kiffin would have been better than Kellen Dewar, but uh, Kellen I, I wouldn't. Uh, look, Lane, Lane Kiffin also left behind a good bit of baggage in Tuscaloosa. And sometimes people don't forget those things. Yep. I'm going to run back to the, to the, to the day job here. <laughs> yeah. Head off here. Boy, Ryan, Ryan's killing me in the chat. Um, if, if you, if you don't understand that the SEC is different, you're a moron. And, and now somehow I don't have the, I, I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was um, putting the bill for the hire. That's that's used. I better have that talk with my wife. He did say Mark Mark Stoops. That's a name I would have called. I would have called Mark Stoops. You would have rather had Mark Stoops than than DeBoer. No, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, I I don't agree with. I just I don't like 
I think Mark Stoops has done a phenomenal job with what he's done at, at, at Kentucky. I mean, that, that place was a afterthought, and now he's got him to where they'll at least, you know, you know, have a chance and be be competitive. He's the all time winningest coach there. I mean, I think I think that would be a that would be a on par hire with with DeBoer. Okay, I I think they did well. B plus. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll see you later, Chris. I got to run. Uh, by, by the way, one more thing, uh, South Dakota. This gives us now two coaches in the SEC from South Dakota, right? It's oh, Hypo from no North idea. of South Dakota. I think oh, he's from South. I thought I thought Hypo was from Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't he played at Oklahoma, but he's but he grew up in yeah. All right. Well, if if you're out, I think I'm gonna. I'm going to get out, too, because I don't think we're changing any minds at this point. No, I got to run. All right. Well, um, this has been our reaction to what looks like the hire of Washington's Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. Um, <laughs> C-minus. Horio <laughs> either really likes it or doesn't. I can't tell. You never Oreo know is petrified by this hire. He is. But anyway, well, thank you. Thank you for watching. Um I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as it becomes official. If, but presuming it does, I mean, we're there's, there's a lot of assuming going on at this point, although assuming by people that are usually plugged in. So anyway, uh, thanks for watching us here at Southeastern 14. We cover SEC football, baseball, basketball. Uh, we appreciate you checking in with us. We appreciate your comments, even the caddy ones. We're just glad that you watched. And uh, anyway, ch check us out other times. We, we're at this just about every day, covering the big three sports. So hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, tell a friend. We'll see you again soon. <laughs> uh.